This is Derek J. Freeman of AnyPay.Global, and you're listening to Milk on Coinspice. Coinspice.io Edward Kelso from Coinspice. Really, really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm a big fan. I've been uh, reading uh, shitcoin.com <laughs> for a while. And uh, right. yeah, um, I love the reviews. I love the, the snark. Um, I, I think what you don't get enough credit for um, that I've come to appreciate uh, having, um, having read your stuff for a while and listened mm-hmm. to you is y- you actually have a very plastic mind. Like you're, you're very malleable. Um, you follow the evidence where it goes. Um, you're not nearly as dogmatic as I think maybe, maybe dog, dogmatic is not the right word, but like you're not, you're not as strident as I think your, your reputation uh, is in terms of being you know, such, a, such a warrior um, in the space. And, uh, you know, you're, you're very generous in, in the way that you approach cryptocurrencies i mean definitely the people you dislike or you don't find um to to you know be favorable whatever you're not not shy at all about saying that but you're you also you also (laughs) uh, but you also will you'll 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 kind of like you'll lick the back of your hand and you'll bitch slap them but then you'll say you know but you're a nice guy you know what i mean you'll find some good in them uh, is is that on purpose? Is is that just a part of your personality, or is that something you you've cultivated? Well, um, I'm I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with messing with people on Twitter. If, um, for example, while we had the block size debate, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was totally fair to be even even getting to the level of a little snarky with with certain people. I mean. Um, especially moderators of our Bitcoin, um, you know, one Meg Greg, that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's not that I think it should be legal to be a small blocker. It's just I was disagreeing and I thought they had really weak arguments and that the censorship was uh, detrimental to uh, the community. And, um, and I think I was right. I mean, they said we can't hard fork because we'll split. And what did we do? We split. <laughs> so they should have kept uh, the discussion open and uh, they should have had less secret meetings. So I think I was in the right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I like your approach to, to how you debate. And I think when you're in person and, and when you're more face to face and you're, in, you're, you're definitely more and more conversational and you will concede, um, <laughs> Uh, you know points and so on. I think it's just probably part of the of the Twitter two uh, D um, um, you know experience overall. But uh, let's let's back up a little bit. Um, are are you Norwegian? Is is that correct? Uh, I was born in Norway. I am a kittishan, so I am a citizen of Saint Kitts and Nevis. Ah, <laughs> very nice. <clears throat> a kittishan. I yeah, love it. It's, uh, 
it's great. Anybody who wants to escape, you know, the wave of socialism that is washing over, uh, well, North America and Europe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just sell all your things, uh, stop spending time there, obviously buy crypto with it and, um, you know, save up money and uh, get yourself a passport uh, from a country that is uh, more free and you will thank yourself for the rest of your life. Really, and so, uh, you know, just a dumb question because you've just said it, but obviously that's, that's something you've done. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was introduced to this program by uh, Roger Veer. Mm -hmm. um, no, in fact, I was introduced to the program by Trace Mayer. Oh, wow. Who, um, who was an early investor in, uh, I, at least Armory, but I believe also Kraken. Uh-huh. And some other um, some other companies. So he told me about that, and um, yeah, it's um, it's it's an investment. But if you're in your, you know, for a lot of the crypto people out there now, if you're in your twenties or thirties or forties, whatever, like you're gonna live until you're 130, and the taxes in your country are gonna go completely insane. The welfare money they promised you, you will never see it. They're going to go bankrupt. So just get out while you can. Really? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's, uh, if you're in the 30s, you start saving up. Maybe you'll have 100 years of no taxes. Boom. <laughs> and uh, so do you just... That's a pretty sick deal. That's <laughs> not, not a bad deal at all. So do you, do you spend, I, I assume you have to spend a certain amount of time in St. Kitts to, uh, to kind of keep that, keep that going. Is that correct? Is there any amount of time you have to be there this stuff is extremely complicated so um but i mean this process is always done through lawyers and they are extremely good at this so they will make sure you're um following the laws of st kitts and that you're also getting clean break from the country uh you're you used to be a citizen of so it's not it's not worth it for a lay person to try to figure this out because it's just you know um, they make the tax rules so that they can just decide what they want right in every right. country so you need need lawyers <laughs> yeah, okay uh well let's you know there's this is a a very new space i mean now we're we're you know at least 10 years old uh but it's a it's a relatively new space um your 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 background is as a software engineer, and you mentioned Kraken uh, uh, and so on. But how how did you first kind of find the find cryptocurrency? How how did you get into it? Yeah, I I've been trying to find um, I've been trying to find my original posts. I think there were some messages on Facebook because I had found out about Bitcoin. Um, and I don't think I'd really bought any yet, but it feels like it was 2010 or early 11. And I got so excited. So I wanted to make an exchange because, I mean, how difficult can it be, right? Um, so I texted all my friends, uh, <laughs> texted all my friends from, um, uh, you know, we used to go to land parties together when we were kids. And... Um, yeah, uh, texted people who now work in computer security, people who do networking infrastructure, forensics, coders, designers. I texted all my friends. I'm like, guys, you got to 
quit your job or at least give us as a hobby. This Bitcoin thing is so awesome. We're gonna make uh, it'll be like a bank, but they'll have a casino in it, and it's gonna be sick. And um, unfortunately, nobody really shared my excitement. <laughs> uh, they they just wanted to remain wagecocks. So it wasn't until I think 2011. Uh, kind of mid late 2011, yeah, so I, I bought some coins and I started making just small projects. First one was, um, I think it was a video poker site where you could play for uh, Bitcoin. Um, then I moved on to uh, writing an exchange, which became the first Bitcoin exchange in Scandinavia, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so we got banking problems. Banking problems means the bank calls you and they say, hey, uh, just a heads up, like the super higher ups in this enormous bank, uh, they want you gone. So start looking for another bank. And then, of course, you ask them, like, okay, but um, you're the biggest bank. Like, who should I ask? And they will reply, well, that's the thing. You're not going to get another bank because um, whatever we do, they'll do. <laughs> so, wow. no, we just shut, we shut the exchange down. Everybody was paid in full. Um, uh, so that was really clean. And um, yeah, shortly after, Jesse, the CEO of Kraken, um, called me up. And I think the... The job interview lasts like eight minutes on the phone. We had never met. And I'm just like, okay, I'm starting and I'm moving to San Francisco. <laughs> wow. So, for anybody who's curious about working at Kraken, um, it's, uh, Jesse's a real guy, so uh, you should definitely consider that. He's, um, he's, uh, he's fiery. Like when the, um, when the uh, what was it, the New York Department of... Uh, uh, mm, yeah. financial services or whatever was asking <laughs> all the different exchanges to uh, to kind of give up the ghost and answer all these questions. He fired back a massive FU. That was that was really, really Oh yeah. Powerful. You can you can imagine imagine being a lawyer that works at Kraken. <laughs> Every time Jesse opens his mouth, they're like, oh please, just be nice. But, but I, I like that. I I like that there's I like it too. Everybody likes it. Yeah, because somebody should be talking back to these people. Yeah, these uh, the Ben Lawskis of the world who just make these complicated rules that nobody can follow. Then they quit to start a company that help you follow the rules, and then they just quit that as well. And was he the CFO for Ripple shortly after leaving? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're so shameless. It's just uh, it's gross. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. So you you you're there. You're uh, you you. So you leave basically Europe and you go to uh, to San Francisco. Um, was that like a huge culture shock? No, not at all. Um, San Francisco. There's so many people moving in from all over the world. So it doesn't really have. I don't know. I guess it has some identity, some places, but it's it's the city is quite bland. Right. Um, no, I thought it was the same as everywhere else. Got an apartment, you know, get on the subway to work. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I spent two years as an engineer at Kraken. Um, 
I just working on all kinds of things. Mostly, I never worked on anything you can see really. Mm. So uh, mostly integration with banks, crypto, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and then I left but, to what an um, education, right? I mean, you're you're getting yeah. paid to kind of feel out this this pioneer world. I mean, that's uh, that's yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's excellent, and Kraken are completely obsessed with security. I know everybody says this, right? But it's it's yeah, there's so serious about the security that it's a pain to be asked to work through as an engineer sometimes hmm. because like you can't you're always getting no's on interacting with other services or trying new things uh -huh. it's like nope don't have the source code or like no we're not gonna open that up to the world or no we're not gonna let you access that server so um so what, yeah, what, I mean, what, things move why, slower why, why do you leave there? I'm sorry, go, go ahead. No, things move slower when you're obsessed with security, but, um, you know, you just got to find a balance. Right, right. And I left, want, go ahead. Um, I left just because I wanted to make a startup again. Um, working, I, like I've never worked in a big company before. I've never been an employee. Uh -huh. And cracking was getting pretty, pretty big. So... Uh, I left just so I could make uh, a product myself, like something new. And um, as soon as I told Jesse I was leaving, he was like, okay, but just uh, whatever you're going to work on, just please tell me first so I can invest. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he, he's a great, uh, if you leave Kraken, like, <laughs> he'll help you even when you're gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a really great guy. Yeah, and uh, so you, so that was what, 2014, 2013? Uh, let's see. Uh, I ran JustCoin, which was my exchange. I think it was 13, 14. Uh -huh. Then Kraken, 15, 16, maybe. Uh -huh. I'm getting old, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so you move on from there and... So how does how does shitcoin.com start? I bought shitcoin.com the domain while I worked at Kraken. Um, everybody thought it was really funny, but I didn't really use it for anything. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. I've always been into writing, but I, I didn't know what to write. Uh -huh. So, and I mean, I'm always trying out these different cryptos. So I figured, hey, maybe if I write it down, somebody's going to read it. So, good. Yeah, what I do on on shitcoin.com is I I write the long reviews, and it's a completely objective review where the um, first I do some minimal research on the history of the project, then the rest is me downloading source code, compiling from source Coin code. Spike. It has to be from Dot source code. Mm -hmm. A cryptocurrency you can't compile is. It's nonsense. It's like PayPal. Right, right. And then I try to run it. And if there's a phone wallet, I use that. If there's a hardware wallet, I use that. And I try to send it to somebody. I try to buy a product. I try to buy a service. I pay for service. And um, yeah, I just give it like a, like a solid test drive. And everything is documented. 
yeah, you can follow my steps. That's, that's the part I, I love about it is that you get into the guts of, of everything that, that's a part of it and, and you, you reassemble it and you, you take it for that, like you say, that, that honest test drive. Has there ever been a project where you going in, you thought it was just going to be complete garbage and that, you know, after yes. you started monkeying with it, you were like, holy shit, this is great. Dash. Dash. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's yes. right. I did. I, I always thought Dash was some MLM scam. I mean, look at their <laughs> material. What is this shit? <laughs> and I, you know, I try like that. I try everything. Like, you know, you can, on Dash, you can have a master node, which is like um, you lock away a certain number of Dash. I think it's a thousand. And then that gives you voting rights in the network for their budget, which is how Dash's, um, Dash projects are financed. Right, right. I, I remember uh, and, Amanda Johnson got, uh, got into it, and she would make mm -hmm. these appeals online mm -hmm. to like this invisible community to ask to fund her projects. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and um, I tried everything, man. I bought the Masternode, and it's so advanced. You can even you can put the thousand dash on an on an address on your Trezor, and uh, they have this special program called Dash Master Node Tool, and yeah, it lets you sort of prove that you lock the money away while it's still on the hardware wallet. So you have like no risk. And all of these tools, like the phone wallets, everything, it works really well. And um, the software is well maintained, compiles easily for uh, operating systems that I tried. Um, yeah, man, it's... Um, this budget system has uh, some merit to it, I think, but obviously also flaws. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, I, I remember reading uh, um, your your Dash uh, experience, and I thought, man, this is this went in a direction I didn't think it was going to go. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really thought you were. Oh, well, he's going to kill this. He's going to trash this thing. Oh um, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. I totally and, forgot about. And Monero went to um, the Monero review went the other direction where. Oh. I just always assumed you had like phone wallets and uh, a huge ecosystem, easy to do everything. But using uh, using Monero is pretty um, it's pretty tough. A lot of uh, you got to do a lot of stuff in console, in terminal if you want to use hardware wallets. So um, that one surprised me. I, I was always wondering like, do they want it to be difficult? Like. Uh, so, so they're cooler, or so the right. you know, so uh, law enforcement doesn't look at it too much. Right, right, right. It's hey, hard to say, but uh -huh. but that one I went in thinking it would be way easier to use, and uh, I, I kind of struggled. Hmm. And that seems to be, if if I can say, you have a common obsession when it comes to crypto. Um, I think the, the the thing that you're you're probably most concerned about um, <laughs> is privacy. That, yes, absolutely. That, that that's it's interesting because it's it's getting more debate now. Um, and there there I never thought I would hear this from the crypto community, but <clears throat> there are people who are who are poo pooing privacy, uh, which I I completely do not understand. But from your perspective, um, I mean, there's some obvious retorts to it. But 
why 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 should crypto be private like like why shouldn't that should just be broadcast everywhere all the time i mean i kind of know the answer but yeah it's back in the day we always used to say would you let somebody you know would you publish the account statement of your bank account every month or even live would you be willing to do that right and for me the answer would be no and it, it goes back to this if you know if you, if you don't have anything to hide if you haven't done anything wrong then why not let everything be public but I think I think uh, privacy will really help crypto kick the ass of PayPal and banks and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But without fungibility in, for example, uh, BTC or BCH or uh, Ethereum, it is, I would argue that you have worse privacy than in a bank account today. Oh, totally. uh, worse than ben also, also worse than Venmo. Yes. So, yeah, if, if, you, if you ask me, before Bitcoin Cash Fork, would you like uh, bigger blocks and no fungibility? Or would you like to stay at one megabyte blocks but hard fork so that every transaction is shuffled or mixed somehow? Then I would choose the privacy. Wow. And, just, and I would just find a way to live with the congestion for a while. With, 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 with the inconvenience but privacy being your, your, your maximum, uh, your, your, your preference. Right. But why scale a product that isn't, that is so difficult to sell? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And that's how can you, how can you honestly sell Bitcoin today? You're like, Hey, check, check it out. I got this thing. It's impossible to buy. You need to give, uh, give them an insane amount of documentation to people who you should probably not trust. Right. And then it's, in, it's really tough to understand. They always get hacked. But if you can get the money out, you just need to buy this $150 device that nobody understands, store it on there, and just wait for 10 years. Trust me. And don't, do not use it because you'll reveal your identity and probably you'll lose some of it as well, some of your money. It's like, that is not a great product. But what if you're selling... Uh, let's pretend Zcash has more uh, users using shielded addresses. Then you say, hey, check out this currency. It's a huge pain in the ass to use. Like, it'll take you weeks to understand anything. But here's the thing. Nobody knows where you're sending your money and how much or when. Right. You're, you're anonymous. It's like cooler than Tor. And I think people will be like, oh, maybe I should learn this. This is sick. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that at the heart of cryptography? I mean, isn't isn't right? It's called like, currency. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the, isn't that the fucking point of the whole exercise? Is, is <laughs> I totally I totally agree. Yeah. So I'm I'm working on uh, I'm helping test an upgrade to uh, a Bitcoin Cash wallet, which is called Electron Cash, and they're integrating native mix mixing now and it's called cash shuffle so the way it works is whenever your wallet is running this is the desktop one whenever it's running it's always taking money that you received 
and it considers that money to be dirty. So in the background, it'll shuffle around your money by mixing it with other people's coins in the background. And you actually have no risk because cryptography, right? <laughs> and it will always prefer to send money that is clean, that has been mixed. And I think once we get this stable on Electron Cash, people are going to make this happen on phone wallets, just mixing in the background. Mm. And there we go. Yeah, we've, we've and of course I've been I've been nagging Roger and his whole team so much. Like, it has to be a priority. Please, please, please add this thing <laughs> to the to the wallet. Uh -huh. And it is a high priority. They're all aware. In fact, they're getting annoyed with me. And so if you can, if you can show it on, on Electron Cash and get it, get it up and working and, and running and, and work out the kinks, uh, you think some of the larger wallets will, will adopt something, something akin to that? Huh? They have to, right? You know, that's my preference. I'm not saying Coinbase. But, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, that's certainly my preference. I just, I, I'm getting this weird vibe from certain segments of the community. I, I'm tr purposely not saying who that they, that fungibility, that, that the sort of secrecy of the privacy aspect of it is not important to them. And, and, uh, um, that, that has thrown me, uh, for, for quite a loop. So, um, cash, I think these are, go, go ahead. I, I would say that the people arguing against fungibility, I, Maybe that's like a bear market thing. What if they're so, what if their hands are so weak that they will even try to impress their regulators? No, 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 right. it's not drug money, I promise. Uh, right. We'll keep it transparent for you. Just please, please, please don't shut down my exchange because right. I don't want the coin to go down in price. That is such a weak ass thing to say. You should, uh, everybody should be promoting privacy. Yeah. That's how the that's how the that's how the value goes up, not by trying to suck up to the people who destroyed the the previous currency owned. Yeah, well, I think that that kind of leads us to to sort of the eight hundred pound gorilla here uh, that we've yet to talk <laughs> about, and uh, that of course is the is the fork. Um, at CoinSpice, we we've and we obviously have have our own our own personal opinions and so on, but we've tried to take as neutral a position as, as is possible for us, uh, which mm -hmm. is kind of hard. Um, but uh, so, so the, the topic to us is kind of fucked out. Like we, we've just sort of talked about it to death. You know, we, we think it's, it's kind of gone in a decisive direction and there's kind of no more point to like, let's get on with it and start building. Um, but I think there's there's some important uh, some some important lessons to to be learned from it, and as you and I are talking right now, um, the the split, you know, the the forked coin as it were, token or whatever you want to call it, um, the SV implementation is starting to to rise a little bit at least in 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 price from from what we're seeing. Um, uh, what is it now? Is it like sixty dollars or? I saw it as much as almost a hundred. Oh, ninety-seven. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think I sold mine at way lower than that. <laughs> um, do do you do 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 you have a a, a prediction as to how this is going to shake out? 
I mean, obviously, I, I, I know you're, you're an ABC guy, uh, but again, the reason I would ask you and maybe not somebody else uh, who's an ABC guy is that I think you would give it an honest, uh, a, a real honest appraisal. Um, how do you think this, this works out? Um, do, you, do you see SV surviving? Uh, do you see BCH going on? Uh, I've heard you say that this, is gonna, this, this whole affair is going to set us back uh, a while. Um, in, in terms of the BCH community, but but what what's your prediction going going forward for say BCH SV all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, I've become much less of a maximalist since um, since the split. After the split, I was going really hard on supporting BCH, and the reason for that is, uh, yeah, I mean there was a split. It's like. Uh, you have to sort of choose a side, but then I had chosen uh, a side and I built a bunch of tools to help Bitcoin Cash in the start, you know, tipping bots and whatnot. But then, you know, you're split. It's over. It's like uh, when you break up, you can't just go <laughs> with resentment for the rest of your life. Mm. So, uh, so now I'm, I'm a lot more neutral on uh, BTC versus BCH. I still think big blocks are, are is much better. And Bitcoin Cash is the one that is seeing Cash Shuffle. Uh, so I still, I still favor that. But for SV, um, I mean, I think this was the plan all along to have a dramatic split so that Calvin could have his own coin. Uh, that was always my guess because <clears throat> Who doesn't want their own coin with Bitcoin in the name, right? Right. It's got to be worth something. And all you have to do is, is be really dramatic. Coinspice. Which uh, you do by hiring Craig, right? Um, and then I'm sure Calvin is going to try to build an ecosystem out of this. That is totally fair, but I don't really, I myself do not have a need for a, a coin that is owned by one person or controlled by one person. I mean. Right, right. Because Craig is on the payroll of Calvin. The devs are on his payroll. He invested in every, every wallet. Uh, and also yours.org, I believe. Mm -hmm. So there's like, there's one guy running the show here. And I don't really... I don't have a need for it, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be successful in some way. It's not going to go to zero. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is, uh, that is my right. prediction. But uh, I think I'm, I'm not going to be holding any, and I probably won't be using it. I just, I just don't see, I don't see the upside. And both Craig and Calvin have been uh, very hostile towards uh, privacy, towards... Uh, prediction markets towards things like Open Bazaar, mm -hmm. they are uh, they are both appear to be um, for the war on drugs. Like they want uh, drugs to be contraband. They at least Craig has expressed that he doesn't feel sorry at all for. Uh, Russ Ulbricht being in jail for the rest of his life over a, a running website. Yeah. A victim was friend. Yeah. So it's like, is this somebody you want to be associated with? They, 
yeah, there's contrary to everything I believe in, it seems. Yeah. I still want to go on Calvin's boat. That looks pretty baller, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just not going to hold this coin. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. The man has a nice boat. I mean, we have to put that he's, out there. He's, he's got a nice boat and he knows a nice girl, so I'll go, to, I'll go on that boat. <laughs> this is what I was talking about. You, you bitch slap him and then you, you bring him back. I like your boat. It's, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> one, thing is, one thing is as an investment. I hang out with people who have different views than me all the time. Sure. I'm not going to buy uh, what they're selling. That's all. Right. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. And you <laughs> got a nice boat. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we lost some people. We've, we've lost some projects here by we, I mean the, uh, the Bitcoin cash community. And mm -hmm. I, I thought you said something that was, was kind of poignant. Um, you were, you were slightly, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, joyful in, in, a, in a joyful spirit uh, at, the, at the time that you said it, but um, some people were, were kind of uh, shitting on, uh, on Ryan Charles, Ryan X Charles. And um, mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you kind of pulled them back from that. Um, just mm -hmm. taking that as, as an example. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting. Um, he, he kind of went on to be, to do some really, really, really kind of shitty things but you you were you were keen to kind of separate sort of wartime behavior from you know his his value um mm -hmm. have it, it, has has the bch community taken uh just too big of a hit in terms of uh people people leaving it like like say a charles well Ryan Charles, like, I don't want to lose that guy. I've met him a few guys, super nice to hang out with. Talk, you know, talking about, talking about Bitcoin, talking about um, plans for the future uh, in terms of the protocol. He's funny to have beer and pizza with. So um, I really like him. And like, who knows why he chose that side? Maybe... Maybe they have some hold over him. Maybe it's because of the investment. It could be, maybe he got tricked. Maybe he got scammed by uh, Craig into thinking he's Satoshi. So, but none of those things uh, is a reason for people to, to yell at him or oust him or whatever. He should just have, he should get the time to cool down and we should be open to inviting him back. Sure, he banned some some people from the forums, uh, yours.org, but he restored it. And like you said, uh, he was he was uh, getting bombarded with shit from all the trolls, as you can expect. And instead of doing what you should do, which is leave the computer for a while, then uh, <laughs> you know he raged a little bit. Everybody can do that. Yeah. Because yeah, I, uh, if, you, if you remember in BTC, we lost so many people in the block size debate. Yeah, I was going to point to that. We lost Gavin. We lost Mike Hearn. Uh, we lost Vitalik. Yep. We lost... Um, I don't know if we can say we lost Zuko. Maybe he was always working on the project. But, um, 
we we lost uh, the MasterCard people because they had the open return ticket away, or at least limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dash should have been built on Bitcoin. Right. Right. Yeah, like I we got to stop losing people <laughs> by uh, attacking them all the time. Yeah, that's something that uh, that I've heard Daniel Krawitz uh, uh, talk a lot about. Oh, I love Daniel. <laughs> he's he's a really interesting figure, um, and he's he's carved out a, a a niche where he can he can kind of go between all the different camps. Um, it's because he's the emperor of Bitcoin. It is he has set it up so it is your job to convince him that your Bitcoin is the best one. <laughs> that's right. That is that's what he does. Yep. Somebody I, asked me. Somebody asked me a few days ago, like, hey, what's up with Daniel? Like, why is he, what's with him and Bitcoin SV? Has he jumped ship? And I'm like, no, Daniel is just, Daniel is telling Bitcoin SV that they may try to convince him that Bitcoin SV is the best Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And that he should sell the other Bitcoins. Uh, but as far as I know, they haven't succeeded. And as far as I know, um, even Bitcoin Cash wasn't able to convince him to sell his BTC. So the uh, emperor uh, appears to have unsplit coins all the way back. <laughs> so yeah, he can travel freely between the cabs because nobody's been able to convince him. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really interesting. Um, your relationship with uh, Roger Veer, he's, um, he's obviously a, a huge part of, uh, of Bitcoin Cash. Um, his revelation that he'd been fooled by um, and and if I get too personal, we can you know we can stop talking about that. But um, that he had been fooled uh, by Craig Wright. Um, I find that interesting because you guys are 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 you know somewhat tight as far as I know, and you have been one of the biggest uh, um, uh, let's just say un <laughs> oh, yeah. non non fans uh, of Craig Wright and. It's interesting that he that um, that Roger had a come to Jesus moment. I mean, obviously, you know, Craig pushed him right right over the edge. But um, how, how did you take that? How, how did you take Roger's revelation that or his his um, his epiphany that he just went out and said, "You know what? I think I've been fooled." The same as everybody who knows Roger well, which was a sigh of relief and uh, thank God this is over, because. Craig's a pretty clever guy, so when he cons you, he he sets up this game where you believe him to be Satoshi or whatever he's currently scamming, but he also makes you believe that it, it is in your best interest to not tell anybody what he showed you, how he convinced you. Uh, and I assume he convinces you that it is in the best interest for you, but the community as a whole, that you do not tell people what he showed you. And it's brilliant because it means that we can never debate Roger over whether Craig is uh, Satoshi or not, because uh, the person that got fooled believes they would be harming me by telling me. Hmm. It's such a it's a great con. It's, it's, I, I never fa- I never fell for it one second. I mean, I've talked to Craig so much. We played poker in hotel rooms, been to bars in 
I think Hong Kong and Tokyo. But the thing is, I don't believe anything he says ever. He's good at shooting the shit, but when it comes to all of his claims, I find him very unbelievable and unconvincing. Hmm. Did, did that ever cause any friction between you and, and, uh, and, and the people who, who overtly supported him in, in the Bitcoin Cash community? Did they, would they ever pull you aside and say, come on, Andres, this is, this is the dude? Um, no. With, uh, I was fortunate enough to be hanging out with Paul, uh, Paul Sports, uh, who is the guy behind Drive Chains and uh, Bitcoin Hivemind. Uh-huh. And I think it was him that told me that we shouldn't be uh, debating the merits of Craig's claim with people who have been convinced because it would, um, we won't be able to convince them otherwise and it would only hurt the relationship. So, uh, no, that never really caused any problems. Hmm, and this is Paul Stortz that, that, that gave you this advice. Yeah. Now, how do you, how do you, he's, he's a friggin' genius. How, how do you, I know, right. <laughs> how, how do you connect with, with Paul? Um, Roger was going to have a meeting with him once, but Roger was, um, had the flu, I think. So, uh, Paul had visited, um, from pretty far away, I think it was on St. Kitts, and Roger was unavailable. So I just, um, I think I spent, you know, like between 12 and 16 hours every day for three days just asking Paul questions because <laughs> he is a genius. There's like nothing you can't figure out. Um, yeah, and I, I love prediction markets. I've been into prediction markets not as long as Paul, but. Definitely since in trade and trade fair, which is way long before Bitcoin. So we had a lot to talk about. And these days I'm, I'm pretty involved in, in drive chain as um, not as a developer on the protocol itself, but I make tools uh, like I'm a block explorer. Um, I made a shapeshift-ish uh, site to help uh, with drive chain and uh, all kinds of stuff. And I'm very excited to see uh, the drive chain product launch and also very excited to see Bitcoin Hivemind, his prediction market project uh, launch as a sidechain. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we just seem to like the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's just, a, just a brilliant guy. Um, and it's mm. funny because I, I find him his name keeps popping up with, with super brilliant people that I, that I interview. Um, they keep I know. going back to Palm. And when you said his name, it kind of cut out for a second on, on your end. So I was like, is he talking? Cause you said hive mind. And I was like, he's talking about Paul. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> got the day off. So I'm, I'm going to let you go here. And before I do that, um, you said something kind of interesting that I wanted to follow up on. Um, when I asked you about your prediction going forward, uh, for the space, you mentioned being a little bit more neutral between BCH and BTC, Bitcoin Core. Um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think a lot of people, or maybe not a lot, but do you think um, significant numbers of, of people who were once in the BCH camp have 
um, may just throw up their hands and go, look, I'm going back to um, Bitcoin Core. Uh, I'm sure a few people have done that, but we also know that most people never split their coins, right? There are stats on this from, I believe, BitMakers Research. I'm trying to remember the numbers, but I'm, uh, let's say it's like 70, between 70 and 80% coins were not split or something. Wow. So most people uh, are actually in both camps still. And when I say I become more friendly to core, it's just, um, yeah. I want to have the ability to test awesome. the stuff they're working on. I mean, I already wrote a review of Lightning. And that was great. And I'm going to try Liquid pretty soon. Uh -huh. They're a um, they're, uh, federated sidechain product. Yeah, so like, um, I still think Bitcoin Cash has a better feature set, and I, I think scaling on chain should be the priority. But I'm going to be uh, a little more open than I was at the fourth point. So I don't um, end up in a situation where it's we're just like enemies for no reason because i think in the future i'm i'm still pretty sure that within if it's five years or ten years i think the coins are gonna uh merge back we just don't know how yet but i think huh. they will that's fascinating and lastly it's not impossible right no it's, it certainly is not it is very possible all we need is the technology and if there's one thing we know is um when we have problems, we invent technology and we solve the problems. Right, right. And I, I wanted to make sure I asked, I, I'd forgotten, I'm looking at my notes. Um, your thoughts on wormhole and tokenizing on the BCH uh, chain the, the, throughout the platform. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think having tokens on chain is excellent. It's... Uh, just because, just because the first wave of ICOs went to shit doesn't mean we shouldn't have ICOs. I think the really uh, an interesting way of raising money is just the investors need to be more clever. Like if you're building a house, you're not going to give the builders all the money on the first day. You do it in milestones. So at least the ICOs need to pay the devs slash founders in milestones and not everything up front because that's just madness. Um, so yeah, why not have tokens on chain? I think it's cool. I don't. I haven't tried wormhole specifically, but uh -huh. if it's just like you can issue assets and transfer them, then uh, nice. Yeah, and I uh, I see that the um, the SV side um, who were once poo pooing that sort of idea are, are trying to develop something something similar. So. I think everybody. I, I don't get it. Didn't didn't Craig or somebody say sure. that um, if you issue tokens on the chain, then you decrease the value of the token or something? Yeah, like something like that. Uh -huh. I never got it. Like, how can how can something get worth less by making it better? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I never, I never understood it either, to, to be completely honest. Oh, wait, maybe that's how Bitcoin Cash works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, better, it's better than BTC, so the, the price is lower. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know, man. This space is uh, is a mystery to me still. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me as well. Well, um, I've taken up a ton of your time, and I appreciate you coming on. Um, So we can find you at, um, obviously, at shitcoin.com, all of your reviews there. Um, You also have a personal website, right? Yeah, I don't really write much on there. So okay. uh, check out shitcoin.com and uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm sure you can post that in the show notes. I will. And I'm, I'm currently working on um, a, pro- a website that is a lot like Shapeshift, but I'm going to focus on uh, focus on privacy, like have it accessible on Tor, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I will... I'm going to ride a little heavy on the referral system. Uh, so it's all incentivized. And I will also try to be really quick with adding coins. I didn't make it in time for the SV split, but in the future, um, I'll be really quick with those kind of things. So you can like instantly exchange uh, things as they come out. And if anybody's interested in that project, it is not public yet, but you can send me a direct message on... Uh, on Twitter or talk to me in the shitcoin.com telegram group, which is linked from shitcoin.com. Nice. Very nice. That's super exciting, especially considering uh, the road that uh, Shapeshift has uh, either had to go down or is, is, is going down. So in terms of KYC. I would say had to go down. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, yes, I'm looking for uh, testers, um, even devs, if somebody wants uh, a bear market job, uh, so just contact me. Very nice, man. Well, thanks again, uh, Andreas, for coming on. Uh, check out shitcoin.com. Uh, we'll have uh, links to his Twitter in the show notes. And um, you know, again, just uh, super honored to have you here. And uh, and best of luck to, to everything that you're doing, man. All right, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure.